Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Please delete as appropriate. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 450. That means we've got 50 more until episode number 500. How exciting. <laughs> I'm your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by your other host, Andy Anako. Hello. Hi, Andy. See, unfortunately, now you've got me thinking about like little less than a year from now when that 500 means that like not not oh haha look i went and got an 18 dollar bakery cake from like the market up the street 500 gives me license to just be very very like get like get, a let, rave I'm, well i'm <laughs> rave rave would in rain uh, would involve uh, uh uh like inviting people in i'm more thinking of Fair. like six foot party sub not really sharing it with anybody just like having nothing but party sub for an entire week you know what i will do that with you i actually i really love like a turkey club just like turkey cheese lettuce tomato and then just like smothered in mayo i love (laughs) it i love it i love it um speaking of food so i know that we i felt kind of bad because i ended up eating a bunch of sweet stuff right before we started recording. And then when I remembered what today's number was, I said to myself, oh, my goodness gracious, I, f- I think I betrayed Andy. Uh, so I'm sorry well, I, see, I, well, for that's, eating that's a, sweets without you. That, well, see, that's that's okay because I also like uh, I also indulge. So I, I did I, I, I did a little bit of shopping yesterday. Like just, I just, I, I'm being very, very good. This is the, this is the part of winter in which like, I'm kind of disgusted with myself for like not wanting to leave the house. And so like, feel my, that. yeah. So my, so my, my goal is to like leave the house for, for at least a walk, like as many days as possible. I've only missed like one day, like since February, since the start of February. So I'm, I'm happy with myself. But what I'm saying is that like, so my, my, I'm just going to go outside and sit in the sun to okay well now that i'm outside and i'm dressed i may as well like take a walk around the neighborhood wound up like an actual like long walk that took me around to the market so what i'm saying is that i was not this was not with malice aforethought but uh okay they had i needed to see i i just needed bread i wanted to do some i, I was planning to do some baking i was planning to bake a cake like a, a little simple chocolate cake for today so i needed buttermilk but then i went okay. and then i got to like that well, that set of shelves that has like the day old bakery stuff and they had a half dozen chocolate glazed donuts for half off and they're really good like so good that i don't normally buy them at full price because then i would be buying them every single week and so like i had Two of them f- with dinner last night. I had two of them for breakfast today, and then two of them for dessert <sighs> tonight. And <sighs> I, I, I both, I both apologize, and I'm not in any way apologetic for that because, oh my, you goodness, should absolutely not be. I won't I, let you I've, apologize. I've, I'm full of happy donuts right now. Yeah, but I yes, won't let you apologize. Five hundred. It's gonna have to be like I should almost start like putting aside like maybe like two dollars a month. like two dollars a week between now and like show 500 so that wow i've got like a hundred i i can i can door dash sushi and a party sub (laughs) like with this budget well i had something a little more crunchy not as (laughs) so i had turtle chips so they are this korean chip brand um, and the flavor that I had was chocolate churros, which I bought Ooh. in a bulk size from Costco on Sunday. 
Guess how much of the bag is left? I'm hoping none. That sounds, <laughs> that I, I've never heard of this product, but I I've putting the word churro next to the word chips. I approve of that conjugation. I 100 percent approve and endorse that. Yes, there are a lot of delicious Asian snacks at our Costco because Costco usually what they do is they stock based on what the shoppers are clamoring for in the area where the warehouses are, right? Which is why you want to go visit different Costco warehouses. You never know what they might have for the area that they're in. I've been eyeing these chips for months, and then I decided to just go for it. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, my cute little Karomi bowl has already been filled up two times <laughs> this evening <laughs> while I was going over the notes for our podcast. I just... <laughs> Uh, and well, so, okay, that's the sweet stuff that Annie and I ate for a 450th episode. Go us. <laughs> there you go. We did and, it. And, and, and dear listeners, if you're like, I think it, I think it speaks to the solemnity of the occasion that I spread it out over two days. It was like a, a two day feast holiday. Like this is. Right. And I have a whole week. I mean, this, I'm sure this bag will be gone by Friday. So. <laughs> I hope. I, I insist. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, so, yeah, yeah. It's like we're we're both functioning adults, and we should have learned some stuff by now. But like, I keep having to trick myself. I, I learn stuff. I, I have I have I have a I now have like a, a a cookie jar, and like through just not not because I went out and got one. Just you know, things happen. I wound up with like one in my house, and now that's like my oh well. If I put like the rest of the, I'll, I'll have four of these cookies. But if I put the rest of them in this jar and keep it in the kitchen, as opposed to like partioning out that well i'll just there are three lines of cookies here in this plastic in this little plastic right. tray it came in like i'll have like six oreos on my desk that's like half of one of these look if you can't yeah it's you need to i i i need artificial limits on the idea of there are too many cookies these cookies no must go. For, for some reason it's it, it you want to shove them all in your mouth when you look at them from the package versus when you get them from a jar <laughs> it's like oh i'm just having myself a serving and i I totally agree with you about that. You know what I like to do? I have a little jar here in my office and my favorite like my favorite mass marketed candy is Kit Kat. <laughs> good good okay. vote. Yeah, but I what I will do is I'll go and I'll buy the special flavors. So like the dark Kit Kat or like the Kit Kat <laughs> with the mint and dark um and but I only eat two at a time. Cuz you don't want to eat the whole thing. Wow. That yeah, is Yeah, I know, but so, that's how no you're that's how I know you're an alien replicant. Like I I, I know you're not, but like if I mean, this if this other were, stuff if this were if this well still. But then I don't feel so bad. I don't It's like I it's mean, like it's nobody like should feel bad about eating a whole Kit Kat by the way. I just want to be I'm don't know. I'm I'm just uh, again, I, I don't want, want you to feel like like you're something other other than. What 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 I should what I should have said is like uh, did you see the movie Inglorious Bistards? The uh, Tarantino I did, film, a okay. Long time ago. So yeah, you know, yeah. so you know, you know how like one of the one of the Americans who are disguised as a German gives himself away because they're at the bar and says, "Hey, uh, I'll have three beers," and he holds up like three fingers the way that an oh, American yes. would hold up, yes. not knowing that a German that. would hold up like. And I had no idea there was an alternative way to hold up or three like, fingers. That yeah. that would be the giveaway that like it would it wouldn't be a telltale that there's something about. Uh, fur line flow that we need to keep an eye on but it'd be like that is not 
that is not the eating eating only eating some of the Kit Kat and putting the rest of the Kit Kat away is not behavior that I associate with traditional American behavior. It's possible this person is an infiltrator of some kind. We will keep an eye on her. I do. I do come from immigrants, <laughs> so <laughs> this is perhaps. Uh, right, but that right. was the- like, like like okay, like you're actually a very very long lived person, and like you grew up during the Depression. And you and you drank some sort of magic potion when you were say like twenty six, twenty seven. No, it's just my mom. So my mom looked- would only let me have half a Kit Kat at a time, and so I just I grew to expect only that much. Okay, which honestly, Andy has it's great because what happens is I have all these half eaten Kit Kats around the house in jars because <laughs> I have I have a jar upstairs too. When I'm like doing my 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 creams at night, you know, and I'll be like, oh, I got a little sugar craving, you know, I. I gave birth to a child. I'm going to eat chocolate while I moisturize <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, now, I also want to talk about. I, I want to. Um, I do want to confess something to you here on the podcast before we get into today's episode, if I may. Which is that I accepted a PR package. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. It's like okay, flow. The reason I say it this way is because getting the reviewers package is a very different thing than like getting a PR package because a PR package is for, you know, it's usually for getting influencers on TikTok and on social media to talk about it. And, you know, there was, uh, gosh, who wrote the article today? There's this great article today about how exhausting it is for journalists because we all have to become brands in this generation (laughs) yep yeah it's it is this this is why we're all so burnt out um but so this year i made a this year i'm feeling good i'm feeling more able you know and so this year i said that i would give it a little bit more of a do it do it the flow way you know, so like on if, when you visited me on TikTok, it's called the Flow Lab. And so the idea is that you are following me around. You, I just work at home, but I have all this stuff at home. And, you know, I go to events and like, come with me. This is my lab, <laughs> right? Anyway, so I get this email from Shopify, right? The platform where people can like sell their wares, start websites, blah, blah, blah. And it was, I was very curious about it. And it's like, um, is it fill out this form now to get your gift from Shopify? And I'm like, okay, this is normally I wouldn't open this, but I saw Shopify and I saw gift and I was like, okay, <laughs> this is a legitimate PR person. What's going on here? I click on it and it turns out that they did a keyboard collab <laughs> with Keychron, <laughs> which I'm just like, what? Okay. So I read the PR person back and I just, you know, not going to call them out on here, but I really appreciate that they understood when I was like, hey, so just so you know, I like cannot accept gifts, but I just want you to know I'm calling this thing because I'm very curious. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at it right now. I will. I will say that my two reactions are like it was was first. Firstly, okay, this looks like a pretty cute, like low profile, yeah. low profile keyboard. If I were like in the market for a new keyboard, this is one of the ones I would put on the list of things to consider. 
nice like unconventional but lovely like black and sort of like a light green color scheme and then i see the shopify logo on the space bar and i i don't understand (laughs) like at what at what part of I'm saying, what what is their goal in trying to? Are they trying to find the people that are look? If anybody who buys this, that marketing contact info is absolutely double platinum. <laughs> it is platinum coated with gold, embossed with diamonds. Someone who is so into Shopify that oh my god, I've got to get my hands on a keyboard with it with the Shopify logo on it. Hold on, it gets better. Wait, it gets oh, better. Dear. Um, so once again. I'm I I like to let people like things, you know. That's why I haven't said very much about <clears throat> Sailor Twift because <laughs> right? I like to let people like things. It's not who I am. Um but I am so curious about this collab. So I'm pretty sure they reached out to me because I when I get the chance I cover keyboards for Gizmodo. It's like one of the Sure. The nice little perks of the job because I love them. I use them. They're tools of the trade and they're fun. They're fun. A lot and, of people learn Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to be honest with you all. It, can, it gets a little tedious writing about phones every single week. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so they sent over this PR package and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, let's do this. And so I opened it. The keyboard is not here yet. The keyboard will ship later. Because you can pre-order it now. It's technically not available. But they did send over, and I'm just going to show this to Andy, but they did send over this tiny, teeny, tiny little artisan keycap. Okay. And so, you know, this you pop off the keycaps, you put one of these on, little artisan. Okay, so it's a little, then, like, you know, shopping bag with, it's, so it's a little, sh- little sh- Shopify logo keycap. It's a little Shopify logo. just so confused. <laughs> I just, I just, I really... You know what? If if this gets them on on Gen Z's in Gen Z's peripheral, you know what? They did it. Who I'm not I'm not a marketer. What the heck do I know? This is the the reason I brought this here to our podcast though, because I have an ex, an additional prop that comes as part of this, okay? <laughs> so, if you want to see what I'm talking about, you can go to my TikTok or oh, that flow. I posted a little thingy there. Andy this was in the box. I'm going to I'm going to have to resize the window a little higher. Okay. Well, let me play you the sound. Oh, it's a chrome. Let me play you the okay. sound and then I'll show you what, what it says. If what she what she's holding up is a what looks like a chrome like button it's and a you button. big like like if you're on a quiz show but made out of and like chrome. Press it. And it's ching ching. Okay, but look but look what it says on here, and I think my camera will be able to show you this. Let's see. Serotonin boost. Yes. <laughs> well, if that ain't the, if that How? ain't late stage capitalism, I don't know what thank is. You. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Uh, no, we anyway. we won't we won't give you nationalized health care or, or or take or take up the cause of uh, actual like mental health uh, mental health advancement. However. We'll just sort of like have you like keep buying stuff and maybe that will improve your mood about what the future is like. Okay. <laughs> now, I legitimately called in this keyboard because I haven't actually used any of Keychron's low, profi- 
low profile keyboards, excuse me. So I was like, okay, let me just get one of these in for for the lab. Um, so I will like put it all together. And I, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's a it's a pretty neat looking keyboard. It's black and it green. It is. No, it really it legitimately is. But uh I really don't understand who it's for. I, yeah. I, I, I don't it's like know. I have roses on my keyboard. I have roses and I have purple and I have magenta because it was one of my favorite colors and I wanted a little femininity mm. in there, you know, to represent me. And I, do, and I, I again, I do like, uh, I, I do absolutely appreciate like the affection that a lot of people have for keyboards because it's, I don't think it's that, oh, absolutely. I don't think it's that much different than the fact that I've got like a dozen, a dozen and a half pens. And if I, if I'm like, to, if I'm in <laughs> a, too, yes. if, if I'm in a city, either a familiar one or even an unfamiliar one, it's like, gee, I think I'll go for a six mile walk. It's like, where is there a stationary store? Like yes. I, I was, I was, I was in Japan for only a couple of days. And one of the few oh, things that so I absolutely that. had to do was like, no, this is not negotiable, is I want to go to an actual Japanese stationery store. And oh my God, the number of pens that and we're not and we're not talking about like, ooh, this this was handcrafted from finest ultra birch by a craftsman that only makes three every every eighth solstice. It's like, no, they're just they're on the surface, they're crummy plastic pens, but there's something about this crummy plastic plastic pen that cost me two dollars and eighty cents that makes me happy and is going to make me happy for whatever moments. And I think that like keyboards are just like that. Now they're they're pricier; they take more space. I tend to have I I tend to be more purpose focused on my keyboards. I probably have only four, but yeah, I I, I am I'm, it will catch my eye like a, a nice looking keyboard. Thinking that oh geez well maybe this uh, Apple Magic Keyboard uh, maybe the maybe is you know the battery you know, is is it's only holding its charge for eleven months instead of fourteen months now eh, I should probably junk this and get something new and flashy. Oh those keyboards those keyboards made my fingers go stiff. Yeah. Because because they had no the one from the twenty tens the Mac keyboard from the twenty tens it made my keyboard. My excuse me, my fingers go stiff just because the keyboard had no landing. Yeah. What is wrong with my tongue tonight? Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't do my tongue exercises. Usually I do. I try to do some exercises, but tonight I did yoga before we did our podcast. Oh, nice. So you're nice. So my tongue is asleep. Did you stretch your tongue? No, there you go. I were I focused that, on my hips. That, that's, but that's, yes, you're that's, right. <laughs> That that's like why that that's like your your tongue chakra is now no, like, right. is still right. blocked. Well, I didn't do a lion pose. It's the pose oh, where you go, there you go, and then you just like. But yeah, yeah see, that's anyway. I, I do <laughs> see. I I do have like the, the this is why like yep. I have four keyboards. That's this this is the one. This it's like essentially back before Apple started screwing around with their keyboards. Like this was like their like key switch, like mm-hmm. uh, their MacBook key switch. Uh, and so it's low profile. It's not that I absolutely love it, but in terms of like the for the for the pot when I'm podcasting and I need to occasionally be a need to like tab over into something else or take a note or do something mm-hmm. without it suddenly. Yeah, it's a it's it's a good substitution. Sorry for anybody who's heard me. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, speaking of hearing me typing on the keyboard, you're gonna hear me talk about what's on the show today, which is Google. <laughs> Morale is not doing so well at Google, but morale is not doing so well anywhere. So if that feels like it's going to be a bummer, 
I'm letting you know that's what we're starting with, but eventually it'll get a little bit better because then we're going to talk about generative AI tools that uh, will make generative AI maybe seem a little friendlier to you because I'll definitely say the way they are now is intimidating <laughs> for me at least. Also, a sad bit of news, Google Cache has been officially flushed down the flushed down the drain. Mm. Yeah. Down the toilet is really what I was going to say. No no but, n- no need for blue language on this show. Yes, you're right. I shouldn't have said toilet. Um followed by we're going to also talk about Google Super Bowl ad, which is probably going to make you cry in your buffalo wings. <laughs> I just want everybody to be prepared. Which is which is kind of tragic in itself because you know how much salt they put in those sauces anyway. Those are really heavily You're over right. seasoned. And then you crying and then putting all oh watch your cholesterol. All right, let's take a quick break. <laughs> let's. Well, the economy is bad, quote unquote. Things have gone up in price and people have had to lose their jobs. As you can imagine, that hasn't exactly been a morale booster for the poor workers at Google. Sincerely, it is really hard to focus. It's really hard to see them try to focus on work for their king when the empire around them is crumbling. (laughs) Yes. I know journalists across, by the way, our industry can relate to this. So, you know. Solidarity in capitalism. Uh, yeah. can, I, can, I, can, I, can I say, as an aside, that so there's this, uh, uh, there's this, uh, uh, I don't know, oh gosh, I know it's, it's, it's new enough to me that I don't know what there's an official name for it yet, but uh, it's like a sort of a blog, it's a, a blogging platform that's imagine WordPress crossed with Patreon, basically a, a blogging platform or creator's platform that is designed with memberships in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's called it's called Ghost. I'm actually thinking about launching something on Ghost mm-hmm. soon myself. And so they're doing and so they're doing a oh well look if you've just been fired as a journalist like we'll give you like one year free. We're really really sorry. And I thought that oh what yes. a sad sign of the times on annual dash on uh, on on threads pointed out that yeah the thing is like the the crisis in journalism has been going on for so long that like here here is typepads offer from like 2000 2007 2008 here's like it's oh. like every 3 years like another platform is saying oh well hey hey we're great if come out come come to medium we'll give you like a deal for the pet we'll, you can post oh. for free it's like uh, medium <laughs> I made money to that creators to that program they had, by the way. So thank you everybody for reading my articles there. <laughs> uh, so speaking anyway. of journalists, well, The Verge, okay, The Verge actually managed to nab a recording of the latest company company wide Q and A at Google, which unfortunately offered a bit of window into Google's crumbling work culture. Now, those Q&A meetings used to be really fun things that the media would talk about because sometimes we'd get like a hardware leak in there or we'd get like sales numbers about something that maybe they didn't reveal. And then, you know, or yeah, somebody would say that something was bad and then we'd get yeah. leaked and then that's how we found out. But but, but it was but it was it's it's a long part of Google culture, like Sir, yes. back, back to the Larry and Sergey days. I think they're the ones who actually started it. And it was like back when feasibly you could have most of the campus like in an auditorium, I think, or or whoever wanted to show up. It was like, hi, we're the CEOs. We're here in the room. Anybody wants to ask a question. We're here to like do a, do a Q&A. 
And yeah, and it was it it was a good sign of unity. Also, another sign of unity is that occasionally something would slip out, but usually, like people people in who were at who attended these things were kind of cool about it and saying, "Oh well, that's it's part of a uh, Google campus culture." Like I, I would, it's a, it'd be sort of like uh, showing you the family pictures from the family barbecue. It's like it's only meant for us insiders here, right? Yeah. Well. <sighs> It's kind of sad to see that now they're not as jo- jovial as they used to be. Yes. Like yeah. Google used to be this entity that would have like these giant parties and just like really, you know, shower its employees with affection, honestly. Like that's what it looked like to us outsiders who were looking at the company culture, you know, from the outside. Like, oh, wow, that company loves its employees. But employees aren't really feeling the love when people around them are leaving stuff is getting consolidated management is you know maybe management that they worked best with before leaves you know like all yeah. these all these uh, uh, changes happening and and a lot i mean a lot of people are so frustrated that they're posting blog posts and like linkedin posts about how dysfunctional and incompetent management oh, yeah, <laughs> that the, the, the management that structure is even before they've technically left already it's like i totally forgot there's a lot of they have like, no fear deep burnout yeah exactly that's when you start having no We're fear all, because yeah. exactly you're just kind of like well there's what's you know so okay that's that's the picture we're painting here. Morale is really down. And what we're hearing from how this last Friday meeting went, which was kind of a cold, businessy meeting, you know, it, it wasn't the kind of like, hey, come down to my level. Let's talk about it. It was very much a... <laughs> It was it, it was it wasn't Sundar like you know like 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 a youth pastor like taking out the chair <laughs> turning it around sitting on it sitting on it like the wrong way around and saying hey let's rap <laughs> I I'm here to understand your hey it's not about me sure you look up to me but how's last when's the last time anybody asked you about you yeah I, I mean obviously it's way too it's way too big for like everybody in one room as if we're if wherever possible but it's live streamed everywhere it's like a regular thing now they're people submit their questions beforehand and they're all upvoted by like the employee community so like if if a question gets asked it's not just that here oh well one malcontent or representing a few malcontents is like no overwhelmingly people saw this in the queue and say i want that son of a b to answer this question live and i want to be there watching it when it happens you have to think about too the fact that they are requiring people to submit questions beforehand is because they imagine that there is some dissent that is being stoked among you know the employees and they they will want to mitigate that in any way that they can both for optics and because what do you do once you get folks riled up as management you know you still i i (sighs) i will say though that i do approve of them like uh, people uh, everybody being able to submit a, a question and the entire community voting it like up or down because I I have been to a lot of comic cons. I have like moderated yeah. and done a lot of pa- moderated a lot of panels where there's a Q and A, and you can see that it's like if Abraham Lincoln like came back from the dead for this on- for only a 15 minute window and opened up to Q and A, like there would be 
80 really great questions out there, but the people who get to the microphone first would be, hey, uh, Abe, uh, <laughs> is a burrito a sandwich? And like, that. so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that at least the questions that our people agree are ones that they want the CEOs of the company to the, the C-suite to, to answer are probably the ones that get upvoted and, and get asked. So some of those questions include this one, which I'm going to read verbatim here. We get that execs are excited about Google's future. Why should we be excited when we might get laid off and not be around to share in that future? If we lose our jobs and equity grants, it's cold comfort that Google is succeeding off our hard work and we don't get rewarded for it, but you do. The equity thing, by the way, is a big deal because in the Bay Area especially uh, and in markets where housing is very expensive, that equity is what usually helps you put a down payment on a house. And as you know, millennials really struggle with that down payment part. So it's a huge incentive to get a job somewhere after you've done all that education that they would give you money that you could theoretically still have after you leave a place, right? But with all that stuff getting chopped, it's people are getting their earnings chopped it's also it's also it's also like the tether that keeps people going on saying okay i really 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 would love to leave this bad environment for me however if i stay another three years here are the benefits that here here's what i will come into like if i can stay a full five like years having up. a pension yeah and you know i'm a, i'm okay with pensions <laughs> you know because <laughs> work is workers work um But we're not talking about that. Another question that was submitted was, why has there been such an extraordinary effort to limit the internal visibility of layoff announcements? I've learned more about layoffs in my own PA from The Verge than my own employer. Hmm. Yeah, we're hearing we're hearing that a lot, like especially like when in waves of layoffs where it's like. I found out I was laid off when I showed up for work and my key card wouldn't work. It doesn't, didn't work anymore. that's happening to yeah. the Google employees. Like, you know, it used to be, <sighs> it used to be, it used to be, I can tell you all about what it used to be. What it is like right now really sucks for yeah. folks who are getting affected by it. And, you know, I have absolute empathy for these folks because at the end of the day, it's one giant unemployment rate, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> yeah. also, and also speaks to dysfunction of the company. Where absolutely, le, le, we could say uh, there is a lot of economic arguments that a I'm not an economist. I'm also not privy to all the internals of of Google's business operations. So, for all we know, yes, maybe these maybe these uh, the, these these cuts are absolutely necessary and they are vital to the next uh, ten years of the company. However, that what points to dysfunction is. I am the manager of 28 people on a team that's doing something that's critical. And I don't know that I've lost 12 people from that team until they're calling me from outside the door of, uh, of the campus saying, hey, my key card doesn't work anymore. What's going on? And you, as their manager, someone who is supposedly in a position of responsibility, say, I have no idea what's going on. Let me check. As oh, yes, I've just been informed that you're no longer working at Google. What the hell does that, how does that make you feel as a manager about the work that you're doing the, uh, to the company that you, you yourself have tied so many of your most important mm-hmm. aspects of life to? It's like, there mm-hmm. is a, eh, sorry. It's, it's, it's hard not to, it's hard not to get um, a little upset about it because it is 
it's a systemic, you know, at the end of the day, this actually goes beyond Google, right? Because it's something that's happening throughout different industries. But this is a Google podcast. And for those of us who are consuming the Google product, listen, this stuff is this stuff is already starting to carry over a little bit <laughs> too. Yeah into the consumer um it's and it's not a good look for them and all consumers <laughs> should be like invested and concerned about this because like how much mm-hmm. uh, there's there's there are many dimensions to my reaction to this uh, humanist not the least of not the least of them but one of them is that well look if i then uh, i'm probably i'm probably not going to buy a, a new phone this year maybe next year definitely the year after that if not that and certainly I will be very favorably looking forward to considering like the pixel nine or the pixel 10. But if the condition, if the, if the situation continues to deteriorate, how concerned should I be that they're not going to have their act together to support this device, to keep it safe and secure that when they promise that, Hey, here's the roadmap that we're kind of trying to work on here, that it's something that is going to be imminent and successful as opposed to continually postponed, uh, and, not really very good when it does come out as opposed to a company like Apple that now I'm not saying there isn't dissent inside of Apple. They're just really, really good at terrifying their workers mm-hmm, into saying mm-hmm. into not, into not talking about it. But on the other hand, absence that information going simply from their track record, I might have more faith that they can actually get things done. So that's, it's no good. It is no good. And by the way, this this really bothers me. So this is something that was said by Sundar Pichai in response to a question. And the response was, we're talking about simplifying areas where we have unnecessary layers and removing bureaucracy to make sure the company works better. I just want to clarify that through these changes, people feel it on the ground. And sometimes people write back and say, Thank you for simplifying. Sometimes we have a complicated, (laughs) duplicative structure. I get that as a person who has worked in corporate America. All right, let's just say it. Okay. (laughs) I I understand like these management structures and things like that and how they can be really detrimental to the overall like output. But it just, that idea of like people are telling me, thank you for doing this is really is is it rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it. Yeah. I wish that wasn't on the record. <laughs> I as that being said, cuz that's a really yeah. crappy way to manage. I'm going to I'm going to be honest and that's not very compassionate. Also, it's it's something that they he sh- Sindar should have more he has a lot of experience. He should know exactly how that comes across. That if I if exactly if it's, if it's, you should know better. It's 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 like, you know, you know what? Yeah, okay, yes, I did take eleven of the sixteen brownies that were on the plate that were supposed to be for everybody. But I hear from a lot of cooks who are at that potluck who said that thank you for taking uh, for showing me how much uh, you love my brownies. I think that mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. you're sort of saying it's you're, you're kind of offsetting like the the actual question by saying yes. But I've we've had lots of great feedback about what we're doing here. So it's not necessarily negating it, but trying to put it on the same footing as what is really just hearsay. I'm, and, and yeah, maybe he has heard from maybe maybe he has heard from people who were like saying that again. If things were we we have heard a lot uh, in the past two or three years about 
again the dysfunction of the of of the environment where oftentimes like you have uh, you have engineers who want to have great ideas for something and it goes up a certain level but then like two or three different like executives get their hands on it and they argue with each other over like is this is this worth us investing our career capital over this what would be the more conservative thing to do and not knowing like who's the person with the rubber stamp that can say yes or no to this so yeah there is there is some reality to that but this is not the time to point out that we are trying to solve a number of we're we're on a matrix of problems here we're trying to uh, with multiple axes we may optimize for the y axes and minimize on the on the x axis it's sometimes it's okay to say, yep, it's super painful. Our overall goal is to affect this. However, a side effect of that, which can be unintentional, is that there's so yeah, say that. Yeah. Say that. It's it's um it's stating the facts without this like weird gaslighty effect that's happening here because yeah. that's what it feels like. And further on, I don't want to, I mean, I so further on, what I was going to say is I don't want to spend too much time going over it because I know that much of this will turn into our <laughs> disappointment with Sundar, but it's, you know what, that's what we're here to do, actually. So um, he definitely lost some goodwill when he said that part of leadership is also making the tough decisions that are needed, making it sound like, you know, they should get sympathy too in the managerial positions, like in the higher pay grade positions. Uh, what's so the thing about that is um, it follows, sorry, Andy, I'm, sc I'm scrolling through here. Where was he talking about the tier salaries? So in tech companies, they a le level level, right. they call them level salaries, excuse me. Yeah, so they have these different tiers of salaries. And he basically made a comment about how, you know, those of us in the higher, most of the changes have been made in, you know, the higher ups. So you should feel bad for the managers yeah. that got, fire, let go, you know? Yeah. Um, he was asked about like whether or not Google's executives have been losing their jobs or having their compensation cuts. Sundar responded that, I'm quoting here, a higher proportion of directors and VPs have been impacted than levels one through seven. So that's what you're referring to. Thank you. Yes, that's what I was referring yeah. to. And it's, um, it's like, yeah. okay, great. Stop talking. Stop talking. And then, then saying, you know, I mean, I a lot of a lot of us who are, who are orchestrating these cuts, like, I was so upset that I had a meeting with my partner and our architect, and my I don't even know if I want to remodel the the kitchen in the in the in the guest house anymore. Like, okay. <laughs> exactly. That, that that wasn't a quote, but sometimes there's a certain let them eat cake sort of. It's it's you have you have to have proportion of yes i'm not i'm i'm certain that the people who have to like look at lists and charts of people and realize that okay if i click this box this number on this this spreadsheet goes to where i want it to be however the following 103 people are now thrown into a life uncertainty and that's that's got to be legitimately painful but you can't equate you can't even give the wiggle room of letting people of having people misinterpret that as hey you're suffering i'm suffering we're all suffering no we're not you're suffering in a house that you will definitely be able to make the mortgage payment on for the next five years i on the other hand live paycheck to paycheck and i'm screwed yeah even if that paycheck was eight thousand dollars a month or whatever anyway um Speaking of uncertainty, Sundar did say that we are going through a moment with uncertainty 
some uncertainty in it, some. And he proceeded to say this is how it is in most companies around the world at all times. At Google, we haven't had a phase like that. And we are going through a moment like that. We will work through that moment. Mm. Hang in there, team. Keep working yeah. away on those widgets. It's hard. I, obviously, uh, unfortunately, like The Verge couldn't like post a, obviously they couldn't full, post a full transcript. So we're getting like their color on it. They, they, they did color this as... Th- uh, a reassurance that he in, in the context was saying, well, look, uh, in, in 2008, Google did, uh, did like a readjustment. That's very, very similar to this. It's a phase with the beginning and a middle and the end. So trying to, again, that's not going to make people feel better if their jobs are, are on the line right now. But for people, I, I think the message was that like, it's not as though we are changing our culture to people to just, oh, well, just we're going to be doing brutal layoffs for the until the end of time. This is a this is a, a reaction to a situation that the company finds itself in. It will have a beginning, a middle and an end. And when we get through the end of it, uh, he, he did the. The, the Verge made it sound like he might have been a little bit peevish. I think he introduced him saying, well, people forget that back in 2008, this is what happened. Uh, so as though, oh, well, gosh, if you had a good institutional memory as I did, you would know that this is just something that people who make eight figures a year have to do every 10 or 12 years. Just, <laughs> just, just, so just, Sundar, just, just, who was like, like, like a little grunt yeah. back when that happened yeah. in 2008, because remember, he didn't really gain kind of the status he had at google until a little later in the 2010s yeah so um he did manage to talk about ai because there were questions about ai of (laughs) course you have to ask when that is becoming like the sole focus and the people who are left sundar and the other execs actually reiterated that google's functional philosophy of ai is that it works best under the control and guidance of a fully informed user as just another tool for researcher creation and while I agree that these are going to become another tool for for us who are, you know, doing the work, it still feels weirdly dismissive, that idea of, you know, let's make sure that we're fully informing people, but you can only fully inform so much. Yeah. And 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 just to make it clear in, that in this system. And just make it clear that wasn't a quote. That was the, my like summation of like what they were with. They, they, Apologies. They, they were they were they were asked that question in like two or three different forms throughout the Q throughout the Q and A, and consistently they were basically they, they were basically asked, "Hey, how are we are are uh, basically consistently ex- expressing concerns that if we sprinkle AI <laughs> cayenne pepper into like Google search, is it going to make it unpalatable for?" people like are are, are you going to be making this this thing that people use and trust and rely on into something that they're going to like hate using and they were basically reiterating which which has actually been i put it that way because it it seems as though they've been very consistent ever since their ai event like last year that we are not the company that excuse me are they appear to be pursuing a philosophy where we don't want to give you a tool that does your homework for you. We want to give you a tool that helps you to do your homework, so to speak, either literally or figuratively. Um, and so that's what they kept saying, where it's not, we're going to give you AI results instead of search. We are going to like enhance search by giving you an AI summation that is 
short and to the point and shows you here is where we got this information from and given our understanding of the query and the res- uh, and the res- uh, and the search results we got here are some other re- think queries that we think might be related if we are a little bit off as to what your actual intent was which again they could they could do it well they could screw it up we don't know i'm i will i'll state a personal opinion that i like their version of ai as They've chosen to publicly express it so far much more than I like Microsoft's or OpenAI's. Mm-hmm. OpenAI, they've gotten the their CEO. Like every time he talks, he gets closer and closer to. We're <sighs> putting the entire company on an island. We will all be wearing the same white tunic. We. It's like. We are ready to receive the the cosmic wisdom that is going to be arriving on this date, after which all will be the tsunami of confusion and fire. We welcome the fire. We urge the fire. It is only after the fire that the ground will be ready for new life and new growth that is to come. Again, not a direct quote. This is only my interpretation of what the CEO of opening eye keeps talking about. It's like... <laughs> I'm, should, I'm more we, concerned <laughs> is this feels like a good time for us to segue um because we are running a little long about the yeah. <laughs> new generative ai tools that are in labs and you know speaking of google and doing ai part of the fun of this is that if you're feeling intimidated by prompting ai as i have been feeling all this time you might actually like that this seems like a friendlier approach to it so it's called image uh, FX and music effects, and both allow you to generate an image or music from text descriptors. And now, Andy, you've actually used it. So, I'd, and not only did Andy use it, he also pasted the picture of the delectable <laughs> stack of buttermilk pancakes that I may be salivating about right now. Yeah, and I, I, I might have, I might have done that like before dinner. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, they they've always had uh, the, the the music generator. Um, which actually will generate um, generate a melody based on text. So they updated that to like give you longer melodies, more flexibility. I think you can actually now export. The uh, brand new thing is ImageFX, which takes advantage of the new version of their image generator, Imogen 2. And yeah, I, I like the way it works. I think you described it really well. Like by now we're culturally, we understand the idea of, okay, so I'll describe uh, a stack of buttermilk pancakes on the counter at a diner at early morning. And if you're a little bit more sophisticated, oh, make it look like a Polaroid photo and I'll be darned. You'll give you like a set of pictures that are actually really good, really mm-hmm. tasty pictures of buttermilk pancakes on not only like the early, I, I've spent a lot of mornings like in diners eating pancakes. I know what this looks like, and they got it the lighting correctly. They got the the p- kind of plates uh, correct, the uh, the kind of the kind of pancakes that I'm hoping is going to come out of that kitchen. Absolutely correct. There's nothing weird or wrong about it. Granted, there are no like hands or faces in it, <laughs> um, but I read the paper on Imogen Two that they put out a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things that they were focusing on are different, better, better, better breakdowns of text descriptors, more photo, more photo effects, certainly improvements on models for things like it tends to, that image generators tend to get wrong. It's a very, it's a very, very robust system. And Imogen 2 is going to be generating images for you uh, in this image effects, but also in Bard and uh, in developer stuff. However, but here's the the twist that I think is really kind of cool. So 
after it processes it and gives me my three pancakes, it token it sort of took key phrases like contributor phrases and turned them into pop-ups. So buttermilk pancakes is now a pop-up that's populated with uh I think I put it I think I wrote them down here, didn't I? The poor cat. Sorry, okay, I generated so, I'm sorry. a cat. It's so yeah. <laughs> so 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 it's so it'll, it'll so if I click on the pop-up, it'll it bought buttermilk pancakes or waffles or crepes or <laughs> or things that are similar to that. Like early morning is a pop-up that can become different times a day. Polaroid photo can be like you pop click the pop-up and it'll turn into a watercolor, uh a digital artwork. The idea being that it will it will sort it's sort of like what I was mentioning earlier about how it will give you prompt. It will suggest different riffs on this prompt that you gave it, so that if uh, yes, you this is what I asked for. But hey, you know what? Actually, I think that might be kind of cool if it weren't like uh, at a diner. It was like on a kitchen table. So yeah, I find this kind of approach inter interesting because it's um, even when we started using like image generators uh, like Dolly like last year, it seemed pretty clear that. Uh, want a picture of Darth Vader like he was drawn by uh, uh by Vincent Van Gogh like okay it's a cool demo but that's like how useful is it it's when like I've got an image in my head I don't like I, I, I'm writing a blog post I don't know I want an image to accompany it I think it should be this but now that I see it now that I, I think that's only about 40% of where I need to go with it. I would want to want you try this instead, or I want to enhance it this way. Uh, image two does things like a, a field extension and an image fill uh, uh, area fill, that sort of stuff. It does. It's not part of uh, Imogen this, this image tool, but it might be coming soon. So yeah, I, I like tentative tentatively. I'm encouraged by the direction that they're taking these generative tools. I haven't, I haven't tried the music tool yet because I'm skeptical, but, Again, ask me again the next time I need just like background music for a video or something and I don't want to license something. <laughs> I have just been randomly putting things in. I'm not going to tell you what they are because a little of them, a little of them are a little depraved. <laughs> and every time I put in something depraved, the prompt goes against our policies. Okay, but I did do something nice. I did I did put cat sitting, sitting on a windowsill overlooking Tokyo skyline at midnight. And it brought up a bunch of stuff. And then I selected uh, 35 millimeter film. And then what it did is it went in, it regenerated an image, and then it made it look vintage. <laughs> so I, I, like, I like this idea for, you know, I wish I had this in the 90s when I was blogging by yeah. myself, you know, because coming up with my own photos <laughs> was... And why why come up with your own photo? Why Photoshop something together when you could just generate some silly photo to give you to give your reader an idea of the kind of imagery that they should set the words in? Yeah, it's a, it's actually quite. This is something that actually intrigues me because yeah, like I, I've been blogging like since before there was a word for blog, and so I was there before. The, the idea, oh, well, every post, uh, every template says, oh, well, obviously, here's the image that's going to accompany every blog post. Like, yeah, but I don't have a image to go with this. I'm, it's just three paragraphs about these cool donuts that I got for half price at the supermarket. Uh, but nonetheless, it's part, it, they're useful. And so it's not worth my time to even like look for stock footage, uh, stock imagery of, of whatever, let alone pay for it. 
but the idea but knowing that people are scrolling through stuff and sometimes that is like they're part of their user interface where if they can get a gist of what this post is about enough to make it worth like stopping to at least see what the title is and see what the first paragraph is and if it can get people to read something that they're going to enjoy reading but they might have scrolled past anyway that's great stuff and that's worth my pursuing that was the point of the photo anyway right yeah exactly I mean, not not to not to not to distract you from the vap- vapidity of uh, vac- vacuousness of the of, of what I'm writing, but at least again, as you're scrolling through, it's like pass, fail, pass, pass, fail, 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 pass, fail, that sort of stuff. Um, I didn't, I didn't. I should mention that this is part. This is in Google Labs. I don't know. If, I don't know if image effects is technically. An ex- I should figure that out. What uh, there are things that are in labs that I think everything that's in labs is an experiment, but some things that are experiments are not in la- uh, whatever. So if you go to uh, go to ai test kitchen dot with you're right about com, that. Everything that's in lab is an experiment, but if it's but not every experiment is inside labs. Yeah. Some experiments are just that. So uh, go image effects you can access through ai test kitchen dot with dot com, and you'll see it under the tools there. So yeah, it's I'm. It's going to be cool when this stuff is better integrated into all the regular tools. I'm already starting again I, because I'm thinking about I'm not thinking about. I'm de- I determined to like relaunch my tech blog. Like I've had to look at every single content system that is even remotely feasible for it, and we're seeing so many d- new tools that are like just like uh, it's uh, every just like you could you're used to. If I highlight this. And then uh, click on this, it'll be boldface. Now, like these tools are all, if you highlight this and click on this little icon, it will generate, it will use that as a prompt for, uh, for an image that will accompany the, the head of that, of that article. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. It and, is interesting. And I think I might have to get pancakes tomorrow. I'm pro- I might be up too late tonight to go get pancakes tomorrow, but maybe Friday. Hmm. Okay. Well, if you do get pancakes, you have to submit a picture. That is the rules. Those are the rules. Wow, my English is just so off tonight. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break so that I can reclaim my words and my tongue. And then when (laughs) we get back, we'll talk about how the caches have been flushed down the toilet. Well, if you're wondering if the cache was missing, it's because Google flushed it down the drain. And I'm not talking about (laughs) cache. No, I'm talking about the cache, the leftover parts of the internet that gets stored in the back end so that you can go see what happened in a previous version. So Google has actually um, been quietly archiving the web since basically the beginning of their time here on the web. And while it wasn't explicitly called something like an archive, the way that you would go to like the internet archive and you would, you know, look up a URL, they um they were hosting this so that you could go check out different versions of what like your website looked like, you know, maybe a couple hours before you changed something. It was definitely something that a lot of us use in our industry to <laughs> yes. kind of see like, you know. Oh, it yes, interesting. Yes. Did, didn't didn't the security disclosure say that we have never ever been subpoenaed by the NSA for any reason, or am I just imagining that? Oh, wait, let's get that from Cash. Okay, it I did. Completely and, forgot about that and one. And now it does not. Okay, or or, th- or things like you brought or, it up, or, or or use or user terms of agreement saying, didn't you used to say that we will not we will not sell your personal information to any third party or marketing partners for any reason whatsoever? It's like, okay, that's not there anymore. Okie dokie. Yeah. Uh, but 
you know, the nice thing is that it it was, well, could be a bad thing in some situations, but, uh, you know, if you were dealing with a really awful government, you could use cash pages to help get around, you know, little old thing. Censorship, little old thing called censorship. And and maybe if you were too cheap to spend like thirty like seventy dollars a month for a subscription to the Wall Street Journal, maybe at a certain time before they got wise to it, you could just access the cashed version of that page. Get Listen, through the paywall. We all we all we all do what we can in this economy. So the bummer about all this is that uh, people have been noticing lately that actually those cash links are not existing anymore. Uh, this has been happening for a few months, actually. So this is not something that came out of the blue. It's been slowly sort of permeating. And so Barry Schwartz, who runs a blog called Search Engine Roundtable. Now, this is a longtime institutional publication that has been following Google's every little move, if you want to know about like algorithm stuff that are changing, whatever's going yeah. on, that is a good site to check. So they actually asked, excuse me, Barry Schwartz asked for a comment about this from Google search liaison who is on Twitter. And he got confirmation that actually the cache was headed for the Google graveyard. <laughs> Sorry. Um, he said that Google essentially was retiring the feature because its original purpose was to help search users during an era where any number of technical issues could prevent a web page from loading. The feature hasn't really been maintained for a while, and I guess part of part of it is just Google's decided to kind of let it go, just let it peter out. Yeah. He also offered a personal opinion that he'd like for search users to continue to be able to observe the changes to a page and that if Google searches about this result content included a link to the relevant page on the Internet Archive, it probably would be a good fit. He doesn't promise anything. You know, he says we have to talk to them, see how it might all go. It involves people well beyond me. Yes, it does. But I think it would be nice all around. Um, interesting offering, but I just don't know if it has the quite quite the same effect as Google hosting their own cached web pages. Yeah. Also, Google's definitely going to be around for the definitely Google's definitely going to be funded for the next 10 to 20 years. Internet Archive, yeah. if particularly if they keep getting sued, might not be. Um also oh, it could, geez. Be, could don't be, say that. Don't I, manifest I'm that, sorry. please. I'll 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 I'll, sp I'll spit three times and walk three times around the chair to to, to <sighs> ward off the ward off the evil. But yeah, there there is that. There, it it points to a lot of the stuff that Google does that's beneficial to humanity simply by existing. And one of them is that they can afford to just for for te technical reasons that have nothing to do with providing a service to humanity. They can maintain a backup of God knows how many petabytes of uh, of, of data that uh, they. The uh, the liaison was actually was absolutely correct that when I'm when you're doing search results, sometimes it is very valuable to see that, like when uh, like when uh, uh, when there was a change recently when there was a changeover in presidential administrations, not the most recent one, but the one before that. Suddenly, a lot of information that used to be freely available on government sites was removed some uh, data tables mm -hmm, were removed mm -hmm. uh, reports were removed and the ability to see that 
the ability to see that, oh, well, what was on this page that used to be like crucial statistics about things happening in American cities and the performance of certain departments, like what was here like in 2014 versus what's here right now, that's a valuable thing as well as the other that's things that we, that we talked about before. And so it's it's a shame it was it's not something that app that they were uh, they're obligated to do but sometimes it's like i hope there was a discussion of how much will it cost us to just, just to keep this running not to advertise it as like cash.google.com even if we technically remove like the direct links to cached pages and google search results like what if people who just know like here's how to access it here's how to prepend a url uh, an existing URL to fetch the uh, the Google Cache version of it. We just leave that in place. I hope that there was a discussion to make that happen because it just it feels like something important is going away and we won't appreciate it. It's like it. internet stewardship that yeah. they're kind of giving up a little bit. And plus, like having that little bit of oldness that was left around, you know, of the cache, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. It was a nice little nostalgic leftover of the old internet. It gets a lot harder to recreate the old internet with the new internet because the new internet, yes, it's safer, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, things were so much simpler back then. Yep. You know, the, the number of the number of late, late nights that I spent because I found the, the quantum leap web ring and just hopping from like one one site about, about quantum leap to another That's one. Very meta. That's very meta. <laughs> It's incredibly meta. Um, not meta, but definitely if you're going to watch the Super Bowl this weekend, which I am not, I have plans to gallivant on Sunday in San Francisco while you are all inside your house <laughs> watching the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm going to go do that. But while you are watching the Super Bowl, you will be... Well, you're going to be bombarded with a lot of commercials because I know half of you are watching the Super Bowl just for the commercials and the halftime show anyway. One of those commercials will be from Google. And just like their human interest videos always make me cry at Google I.O., <laughs> I definitely almost started crying. And like, I just want to, so I just want to preface this by saying that I've been in kind of a sad space lately. I've been literally listening to Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares uh, to you and yeah. crying. I'm just very, I'm just kind of in a raw space right now. Um, so this definitely triggered some emotion, this ad, which is all to say that they did a very good job with this ad and the ad agency that they hired to do this ad clearly so the point the ad is called is called um, Javier in Frame. And it's about a person named Javier, and he is mostly blind. He can just kind of see like world in a in a really fuzzy way, and so he uses his phone to help do the talk back to kind of let him know like what it's looking at. And the one minute video just follows his journey from learning how to use this capability on his phone to falling in love with a woman and having their first child together <laughs> like of course it's gonna tug at your heartstrings yeah. like well it's, it's, that's exactly uh, the point especially the way they did it it's it's all it's uh uh it's uh all about like the 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 picture version of this called called guided frame that's the that's specifically yes, the right. feature that Which uses was introduced in the pixel 8 
exactly. Uh, uh, no, actually, with the Pixel Seven, of course, they made it oh, even better with the sorry. Pixel Eight. And it's it if you have very very low vision or, or even completely blind, it will allow you to take selfies or take uh, pictures with the with a front with the other outward facing camera, and it will guide you through. Like here is here is what the camera is seeing. Like I I see a face. I see two faces. I see. And if you were trying to take a picture, one face is out of frame. One face is out of frame. Like move to the left. Move a little bit more to the left. Tilt down a little bit. And then, like, it'll give you a haptic to to buzz to let you know that okay, whatever we think that this this is a good picture, and then we'll count down. Uh, you don't have to you don't have to find the, the the shutter button; it will count down and take the picture for you. And so it's it's fun because it's like one picture in frame. You, you see these you see uh, first the picture of very very blurry 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 image. Uh, actually, they hired a director who him is himself like very very low vision, mm-hmm. and to simulate like what he is, is seeing, like basically smeared Vaseline like over the over a frame of uh, in front of the in front of the lens so you basically don't you kind of see what's going on but not really but you hear like the the camera saying upload to one face in frame one one face in frame two as she's like taking pictures of this girl lady that he just met and then like taking selfies of himself like and the girl like two faces in frame up a little bit take click and then suddenly like you're in a hospital you can sort of basically make out the oh my god he's in a hospital why and then you see one face in frame two face in frame then for the for the very first time three faces in frame then click and then the, you see the picture of like oh it's him and the girlfriend and the baby the brand new newborn like and, oh waterworks waterworks yeah because it's really really cool it's 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 fun it's it's a it's a nice one it's i think it's i think it's appropriate for a super bowl ad also really appropriate for like an oscars ad because uh, it's mm. it it puts your heart in the right place it's not advertising a specific product so much as it's trying to give you a feeling about the company itself uh, apple set apple is definitely gonna be having like some sort of an ad push for uh, the vision pro so it'd be kind of mm-hmm. i don't so i don't I, I apple is smart enough that i bet they're going to do something that uses that that will not be quite so as venal as hey wow look we got a thirty five hundred dollar gadget Woo! hey look i'm playing a game that none of you can play because you can't afford a thirty five hundred dollar pair of virtual reality goggles Yahoo! Right. i'm I'm sure they're going to take it down into like suddenly i can replay for my for my grandparents like what it's like to watch their ch- watch their grandson a thousand miles uh, something like that um so, uh, subtly speaking they it also uh it, it's also going to be i guess i guess you could call it a uh uh a demonstration of the uh, true the real tone skin tone system they de- they debuted with the Pixel Six mm-hmm. because uh, Javier is very very light skinned white guy uh, the girlfriend is a dark skinned uh, person of color uh, and so it's showing off that even when you have like these two very which is something that if, that especially a selfie camera was really not very good at because uh, image sensors and the, the 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 code that processes the data off of them was very very heavily biased for white skin and it would just not it would not, it would get the 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 brightness the tone cor- incorrect it would get the skin color the skin tone incorrect so the fact that you get these very nice natural skin tones on a broad range of skin colors uh, is also a pretty good sign but yeah it's a it's I I wonder how people are going to react to it as especially especially as a Super Bowl commercial because the I I don't uh, I had to kind of stop watching them because some of them some of the Super Bowl commercials are 
so absurd. Yeah, because there's so much. How many celebrities can we pay to cram into one Super Bowl ad? A cough Paramount ad. That Paramount ad yeah. is not as funny as you all think it is. Right. Okay. I know Patrick Stewart is in it. Okay. Yeah, but but not not just that, but like oftentimes it's I, I get the impression of like a 23 year old vice president of an ad company who is trying desperately to like assert that yes yeah i'm part of the new wave i'm gonna uh, does this commercial make you uncomfortable uh the people at this company that that have hired me well that's good because because i'm in your face people are going to remember this ad conversely it also makes me think of like 48, 49, 50-year-old ad execs who are like, I'm I'm being hot hustled by the younger generation. I, I have to make sure that I'm still relevant. So rather than like actually trying to sell the product and uh, you got the marketing points, I'm going to be as in your face and edgy as... So you'll see, hey, look, uh, here's a, a baby who is like uh, uh, in a boxing ring with like a, a dead cat and the cat throws up all over oh the baby and then the baby Andy. like gives the throws <laughs> like and, and and it's like nonsense it's just like nothing but oh wow this is gonna we're going viral on monday like hashtag uh, like yeah people are gonna say wow that was really freaking stupid oh my goodness oh my goodness well if you guys see anything else interesting let us know i I'm sure I will find out all about the interesting commercials from social media and YouTube after the <laughs> after the fact. Um I have no I have no bets on who or who will not win. I hope that everyone is safe. That's that's what I hope. I <laughs> yes. hope for safety for all. Uh all right. Well, I would like to remind everybody that if you like what you hear, you can hear a little bit more by becoming a member of our show. You can head over to relay.fm slash membership to find out more. Now you do get a nice little bonus from us every week if you do become a member. So, you know, something to consider because after this, Andy and I, we're gonna do a little talking about some non some non uh gadgety things. Some non- googly things <laughs> some silly things so if you need some silliness to round out your week that's definitely where we can step in <laughs> as for me as for me as for you as for you andy apologies <laughs> what are you up to this week uh let's see i'm not on radio this week so i get to sleep in tomorrow there oh good for you yes i mean we I'm, love hearing you on radio, of course, but you know, sleeping in is a nice treat. Yes. the the bad The bad news is that, like, i i had that I had that confrontation with reality two days ago, realizing that uh, on this project of re- relaunching my tech blog, realizing that at this there are a couple of pieces that were not in place, and now I have all the pieces in place, and now I just need to like spend a solid two weeks just building this thing. And it was the, the I as I, I I put this on threads as an alternative to actually doing work. You did. That's I read it. Making pl- whatever the project is, doing research and having ideas and making plans, and even like producing like test code or like you know samples and things like that. It's like a nice warm bath. It's like it's comfortable. It's cozy. You, I understand why nobody ever wants to leave it. However, at some point, you got to get out of. You got, you got, you got to towel off and go to work, 
And unfortunately, I had the realization that, okay, I've here, here are the problems that I was trying to solve that I didn't know if I could ever solve, but now they've all been solved. I found a solution that, uh, damn it, that means that now I'm just going to have to learn how to make this thing work and then implement it. And then the worst part, the very worst part, is that like I've been working on this off and on for two or three years, like the idea of like, it's not necessarily something that is, this is a commercial service, but it's like, I want an opportunity. So hopefully this can be like a money generator. And so, and if anybody wants to contribute money, they can, that's, that's going to be the policy that you don't have to, but if you, if you want to, if you're inclined to push this button and you will wind up giving me money. And so whereas hypothetically like, okay, I have never directly asked people to vote with your dollars before. <laughs> This is this oh. is this is this is why like people who are members of the show we love you so much because it's we like you, that, that is like one hell of a positive vote of an affirmation that we like what you do like that, that whereas like every every time that I've every time I've written for other people it's more like write the thing get the check you know and or I'm I'm paid like every week to contribute to a certain thing and I don't and I try not it's not relevant to me to know whether. Uh, whether the radio show is being heard by 80,000 people or 8 million people. It's not relevant whether this uh, uh, this uh, column that I've written is going to be read by 8 people or 8 million people. Now it's like, oh, so basically there are 9 people after 8 months of, ha- of doing this every single day that oh, are Andy. willing to give me 80 cents per month. <laughs> Maybe if I drop it down to 50 cents per year, they'll... <laughs> Oh, hey. but yeah, so, so that's hopefully I'll be coming soon. It's until, hard out here. Until then, go to uh, a not go on threads and not go on Instagram and <laughs> not go elsewhere. Um, oh, also other plans. So I'm at the, I've, <clears throat> I have opened up the specials, monthly specials menu for the diner just, just up the road. Uh, Nutella, Nutella stuffed French toast or pancakes, two slices of our thick Texas bread dipped in hey. vanilla egg batter and grilled Why golden. Why are you doing before the end of the podcast? I can't eat anything. It's 10 o'clock for me. Or two small plain pancakes stuffed with Nutella, chocolate hazelnut spread topped with fresh strawberries, a drizzle of Nutella, powdered sugar, and this podcast and with a bunch whipped of cream. So I, saliva in my mouth. Okay. So I, so I, I guess you don't want to know about the red velvet waffle or the cinnamon bread French toast with bananas and caramel. No, why would you do that? <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to us this week. If you need to know more from me, I'm at gizmodo.com. Also, don't forget, I'm on social media at Oh That Flow. I post a lot to Instagram and TikTok. So please follow me there or come join me on my Discord. Find a link over at my website, florencelion.com. Until then, Andy, I think that's it for this week. We're going to take a seven-day break. We'll be back in seven days. Thank you, everyone. Be safe, be happy, be healthy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.